it'll uh, it's slow like me. Hey, listen, I just want to call out one person. And I hate myself a lot. But stuff. You're getting punched in the dick. There needs to be more Street Shark references. I say who. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Underqualified, the Overcompensated Podcast. I am your host with the least most, Rhodes. And today I'm not riding the line of sub-mediocrity. I'm going to try to achieve a level that can only be presented by our current guest that we have. But before we get there, even though you can see him and he's there, <laughs> I'm holding for suspense. But before we get there. But before we get there, <laughs> yeah. because obviously, because if he wasn't on the screen, this would be a very like, ooh, who is it? Who, who is, is, it? is it? He's right hey, there. But, um, but for the audio listeners, you have no clue. You right? have no idea. Oh, yeah. You're in the dark. Yeah. Unless you've read the title. Yeah. The, no, one, no one reads anything. Uh <laughs> I put so much work in those. Cohen is on the show and below yes. him for the audio uh, viewers, audio listeners. Yeah, that's how there it is. words work. Yeah, there it below is. him is the always beautiful, the ever-present Rico. He lets you know he's there and you're okay the with it. Side. Yeah, he's down hey, here today. Yeah, I'm Rico. How, how you doing? And you might him, remember me from such episodes as Uno. <laughs> and below him... Always holding on to that spot as the power bottom of the show and your heart, Tyler Firth. I'm holding Spike up right now. <laughs> you, are the, you, are the, you are the power bottom. That's, that's what I'm told, Spike. Bottom. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get him in the bid for the next, you know, playgirl rankings, but it's it's a slow wow. movement. We're going to get him in there. The election's going to happen. No, I believe in it. I believe in it. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen... Spike Cohen is on the show, one of our favorite uh, guests that we have had on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, pe- a person that we just follow throughout since the last time we've talked to. We haven't talked to you since 2020, I believe, right before the election. Wow. Yeah, it's been almost a <laughs> Was that before the election? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was before, before the election. election. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Well, I didn't win. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that's the end of our show. Update. I don't know if that was why you had me on. I was president this time. on the show. The vice president of the United States is on the show. I came in third, which is <laughs> top three, baby. And top three. I made the podium. I made the podium. <laughs> you it's... placed better than Sean White did in this last Olympics. All right, yeah, he was fourth. Yeah. Also, I would like to point out that out of all the other vice presidential candidates, you were the only one that was like elected. You were chosen by the party. You weren't just like yes, yeah. Which I, yeah. I, I re- was reminded today as I was reading through it uh, on all of your press stuff for the yep. last election. It says elected libertarian vice president, and yeah. I was like, he, that's right. They like actually voted within the party yep. for the vice president rather than. You know, Joe Biden just being like, hmm, diversity pick. 
Yes. So, you doing anything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I actually got, because the way we do it is the Libertarian Party elects the presidential nominee and mm-hmm. then the vice presidential nominee. Fun fact, Joe asked him to pick someone else. So not <laughs> only did I win, but I beat the spread and I beat the top <laughs> of the ticket. So I'm actually the biggest winner in the Libertarian Party, which isn't not much, yet. but it's it, it, within the party. <laughs> it's I, true, yes. I didn't tell people not to vote for her. I didn't tell them to vote for her, but I didn't tell them not to vote for her. <laughs> I mean, I think that I think that's good. Because Is it? You, I don't know what to think <laughs> after that. I don't know what to think. What was I just told? <laughs> Wait, let me rephrase that. I didn't tell. No, I did tell people to vote for her once we had the nomination, like in the yeah. general. Oh. Well, like, yeah, you weren't going through the 2020 election being like, yeah, don't vote. But, <laughs> okay. I'm not saying don't vote for her. Right. I'm just saying, I'm not saying, any, I'm leaving that up to you. I'm just like talk about. Like on TV. Spike got on TV and he's like, vote for Joe. And they're like, which one? And he's like, pick one. <laughs> I leave that up to you. I leave and that's that where you I fucked think. up because that's why yeah. we got this guy in office. Oh, specify. no. Yeah. That's, this, this falls at your feet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's too much pressure for oh, any one person. I right? said vote for Joe. And exactly. Then, whichever Joe you want. And some people are like... You gave them. You could have been. Oh, you could have either. You could have either been sitting in Washington D.C. or we could have had four more years of like bad orange man. All right, this is your fault. This is all my fault. (laughs) Again, making me the biggest winner in the Libertarian Party. I love your. I love your spin, Spike. God damn it! It's good. It's always coming up, Spike. <laughs> they always blame the libertarian candidates anyway for splitting the vote. So either way, it's it was true. Yes. It's true. Oh man, I got to in a twenty-four hour period because remember, uh, before Joe Biden stole the election, Donald Trump was ahead. <laughs> on, on the night, on that night, Donald Trump was ahead by like five or six points or some uh, ridiculous thing, yeah. and it looked like he was like winning in a landslide. And yeah. we got, I got so much hate messages. You're why Donald Trump's going to win. You were out here talking about police fighting police brutality, and you've got all these left-winger votes. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. And then, <laughs> sure enough, it swung the other way. And all the people that were like, congratulate, thank you for helping Donald Trump. Win. Now, yeah. You're the reason that Joe Biden won. And then all the people that were saying, you're the reason that Joe Biden lost are now, you know, you thank you so much for, you know, uh, stealing it's it amazing. from Donald Trump. And I'm like, do y'all think we're so pow- Like, Is it possible that maybe it didn't matter who voted for us? And and it actually, like, because the reality is, like, people that aren't vote- people, the people voting for us aren't thinking, hmm, who do I think is most likely to win? Joe Jorgensen, that's who. I would have voted for Donald Trump to beat Joe Biden, but man, that Joe Jorgensen... <laughs> has a real shot at what these are people that don't care if the Republican or Democrat wins. So right. uh, it's not yeah. yes, we covered the spread, but that doesn't mean anything. Well and I think that's a big thing when I, I got that that the the last election when people when my family's like, oh who are you gonna vote for? I was like, oh I'm I'm gonna vote for Joe Jorgensen. Like that right. and they're like, oh you're just gonna take the vote. I was like well mm-hmm. I don't want either one of them to right. win. I was <laughs> yes. like, but that's not why I'm I'm not like voting for Joe because I don't want to be, you know, 
because of each party. I'm like, I actually yes. believe in what she's running for. Right. But I also don't like any of those fucking idiots. Yes. So and that's your vote wasn't up for grabs for either one of them. And I've tried explaining that to so many people. I'm like, I was like, I'm voting for a candidate I believe in. I know it's a weird concept. Yes. Um, <laughs> Stop yes. it. Yeah. I was, I'm sitting at, at the fucking like <laughs> at a family outing, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm voting for who I believe in. They're like, no one does that. Yes, no. <laughs> you yeah, vote first... for your party. That's it. Just yes. hit the hit all button. I don't even Step have one, one of those. Fuck off, Step Grandma. One. <laughs> Step one. That's what I, I said that to my grandmother all the way to the end. Um, my... <laughs> Step that. one is just accept misery. Whoever wins is going to be terrible. And then from there, oh, yeah. you have to decide which of these choices are going to cause the less devastation to me and everything I care about. That's that's how you really cope. Um, mm. And and so so that's the coping part. The seething part is getting mad at people who are like, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to vote for either one of them. I don't care who wins. And then for some reason, that's your fault. Um, I love when Republicans <laughs> will get angry at me because this time it was the, their candidate that lost. Last In 2016, they got mad. It was the Democrats getting mad at us We because we, we mm. stole it from Hillary. This time we stole it from Trump. And mm. I'm like, why aren't you mad at the, the however many tens of millions of people voted for Joe Biden? Like you're <laughs> like you're mad at the two million people that voted for us knowing we weren't going to win or almost all of them knowing we weren't going to win. That would have been the These swing clearly, two million. <laughs> that was it. The two million. If only they had said, oh, no, oh, Joe's not going to win. Oh, well, then I guess I'm voting for for Trump, because that's what would happen. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get mad at the how many people that voted for Kanye West and or Mickey Mouse <laughs> every year. Yeah, Kanye I was holding West out for came Kanye. In fourth. He came in fourth in Michigan. Yeah. Not on the podium. And I, <laughs> I bring you back. He's right next to it. I am not trying to be offensive, Spike, but holy <laughs> shit, that was close. That was close. <laughs> in Michigan? What is happening in Michigan that Kanye West came in fourth? You have two intelligent people running for office, and Kanye West is like, I'm running for president. And Michigan went like... <laughs> well, he was right. Listen, and I said this during the campaign. When people were like, you know, what do you think about Kanye? And I said, well, first of all, who doesn't want every day to be your birthday? Like, <laughs> it's like... The first person who doesn't want that, raise your hand in this crowd. That's what I thought. That's the first thing. You know, you want to, you want to, you know, attack them, attack the man, but don't attack his policy because you agree mm. with it. That's so fine. anyway, uh, every day, <laughs> birthday. So I, that I was, I was already sold there. And like I said, I would never really try to tell anyone to vote for Joe. So I, it, it, that's not true. But anyway, so I, I, so Michigan was very fun because that's where I was very briefly Donald Trump's running mate um on on some of the ballots yeah on oh, the ballots okay. that went out to uh absentee or not absentee that went out to overseas voters and members uh. of the military that were overseas their ballot had uh joe biden and uh kamala harris uh donald trump and spike cohen and <laughs> joe jorgensen with no running mate and mike, <laughs> mike pence wasn't even involved mike pence they do they 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 needed was mike he pence ever from the ballot. <laughs> he wasn't no they were telling the truth they were telling the truth right there. I was Mike just going to say. Irrelevant to all of this. 
They showed it to Here. Donald Trump, and he's like, it's fine. Don't reprint him. <laughs> no, money. he got... Well, if he did, then he lied on Twitter, because he got very upset. He said, You're I kidding me! Donald Trump Spike lied Cohen. on Twitter? No! Yes. You're bullshitting he me! Did. He did. He was very angry. He's like, Spike Cohen is not my running mate. My running mate is Mike Pence. And so that was the time. <laughs> that might have been when I peaked. I got to quote tweet Donald Trump. I got to quote tweet Donald Trump and say, hey, pal, I'm not happy about it either. So that was my <laughs> and, and it was downhill from there. But what's crazy about that I think he is, should have owned uh, it. He should have been like, yeah, Spike's my new vice president. Spike Cohen. Well, I, I had a ton of people who were like, I go to the shit out of that ticket. And I'm like, well, that's uncomforting, but thank you. Um, and, uh, but, uh, I, would, uh, I would vote for that ticket. In <laughs> It, it, honestly, it would make me like feel a lot more comfortable knowing you'd be right there if you said something real dumb. You'd be like, um, "Hey, Donald, that no, no shut up, shut up." No, no, I no, would because no. <laughs> then Spike would be the one in office being like, "Hey, can we can we do this?" And they and Donald Trump would be like, "Storm the Capitol," and Spike would be the one being like, "Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit!" <laughs> no, 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 that's not how you deal with Donald Trump. You get in front of the camera, Donald Trump says whatever the hell he says, and you go, yeah, you're damn right. Then, whatever he says, you're like, absolutely, I think that even stronger than he said. And then, <laughs> quietly, quietly, you go and talk with the policymakers and work out how you're actually going to do it. I mean, he shows I think something, that's like, called a coup. Bitch, you build that. No, no, that's a vice presidential hype man. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> hype him up so much that he's like, I nailed that. I'm like, you nailed the hell out of that. And then you sit down and like actually work out the actual what you're really going to do. And then he shows up and he's like, we're going to just, uh, we're banning anyone saying mean things about me. No one will ever say a mean thing about you again. And then you sit down and, and you go and like do that. That's how it's you true. It's true. You take a you take a little laser pointer and you show it on the ground and he just chases it for a little bit. Literally. Yep. yep. While you go and get the actual shit done and he's just like, I'm gonna catch this laser pointer sooner or later. Yep. I swear to God. This is the this trickiest is laser pointer. This is what you could have had, Michigan. You could have had real change. Real change in DC. You wanna oh. we uh, we could have really drained the swamp, but whatever. Oh my god. I I, I, I wanna see this movie. <laughs> uh, I'll write a treatment. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah. I want to see this movie. Uh, uh, that would have been great. Uh, yeah. Spike, our, one of our very first people that jumped on here, um, our good friend Grant McCready, he says yeah. the unofficial fourth member of UNO. Uh, can he get a job in the next administration? Absolutely. Everyone is getting <laughs> Don't even know what you're qualified for. It doesn't matter. Everyone's getting good. Yes. I can't write a resume anyway. Pete Buttigieg is the Secretary of Transportation. It's fine. Everything is open Thank right you. now. At this Thank point, if everything if was to win and you just everything. did take open, like in like that, hey, can I have a job? And it's like, yeah, sure. You probably still would have a better cabinet than yeah. most Grant, other cabinet. Grant, whatever Grant's last name is, already I feel more confident that Grant will be able to do any job he is randomly given than whoever is currently doing that. Like... <laughs> I almost unreservedly believe he will do a better job at anything that we could just it could be different every day. Today you're in charge of politics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's rotating secretary jobs. Exactly. On a D20, daily basis, so no one ever actually accomplishes anything. 
Yeah, everyone, <laughs> every day you come into the Oval Office and everyone rolls a D20 and the number correlates with a big <laughs> list of jobs. And you're just like, yes. oh, Nat 20, Treasury Secretary, let's go spend some money. <laughs> yes. Now, I want it now, to be now, like I, the big prices right wheel. <laughs> yes. Where and you have you to put your whole look. body weight into it. Yeah, you got to put the, the whole thing into work, it. And you're like, the big all right, of cabinet jobs. Like, See, I, I like to envision it. As you know, everybody has a drink. Yes. <laughs> everybody has a drink, and then they spin on a wiffle ball bat, and whatever job they fall on the floor, that's the one they got. Oh, I like that too. Yeah. Oh, like that no, that's the I've drunk version. That game yeah. Yeah, I've played that before. Yeah. <laughs> that, so oh. yes, yes, that uh, job, job promised. Yes. This administration <laughs> sounds a whole lot more fun. I'm down. I'm, I'm down for this. Uh, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be since, fun. Since it'll be dangerous. About the next administration. It'll be very dangerous. Um, I haven't seen anything coming up. You, you've been vocal. You've been talking about, uh, you know, the administration, different things politically. Uh, yeah. Is there a want to go into the running for an office uh, in the next upcoming years, or are you just kind of playing the field? Yeah, so I'm not ruling it out. Uh, but right now, my biggest focus is uh, what I learned from 2019, 2020, and part of 2021, uh, but especially during the campaign, is right now the Libertarian Party is at a point where uh, even though a majority, something like 70, 72, 75 percent of voters wants another party to vote for besides the Republicans and the Democrats. And even though if you poll the general public on most of the main Libertarian Party issues, we get mm -hmm. support anywhere from uh, the high 30s all the way up to the 80s, depending on the issue, which is a good spread of support. 90, well over 90%, probably close to 95% of voters, if they're asked about voting libertarian or really third party in general, they go, nope, I'm not voting for them. They can't win. And that is a maddeningly frustrating reality because mm. it's like, well, we could win if you voted for us, but it's still a reality and there's nothing we can do about it. Or let me rephrase that. We it's cannot the paradox in it, right? It's like, oh, they can't win. It's like, yeah, because you won't vote for them. Yes, but the problem is we're looking at this the wrong way. We keep banging our heads up against the wall. Well, maybe if we run this person, then they'll vote for us. Maybe if they can get on the debate stage, they'll vote for – none of that's going to work because it's not just I don't think they can win. It's also I don't know if it's going to work. I've never mm -hmm. heard of a libertarian senator, congressman, governor, much less president – how is this going to work? Is there a country that's run on libertarianism? So here's here's what I'm working on. Uh, and it's a it's an organization called You Are the Power. We're, we're actually in the process of launching it. It was actually going to be launched last month, but then I almost died of COVID. And it turns out <laughs> you don't launch an organization while you're in your deathbed or possible deathbed. So uh, now that now that I'm I'm basically out of Joe the Joe Biden's been doing and, it for a year and a half now. I was going wow. to be quiet. <laughs> I should have, and I don't even have cognitive decline. I could have done the interview and just been like, I can barely talk, but I can still understand what's happening. It's wow, a, I, I just lost a month for no reason. The, the precedent yeah. has been set. Follow it, all right? <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden's doing you that favor. Well, see, I'm screwed now because I'm not dying anymore. But anyway, so so what we're doing with yes. You Are The Power is, <laughs> yes, actually, technically, we're always dying if you want to really get, like, depressing about this but so what what we're doing with you are the power is when someone says to me uh you can't i'm not voting for you you can't win i'm like all right cool 
here's what we're actually fighting for. We're fighting mm -hmm. to end a tax increase in your city or in your county. We're fighting mm -hmm. to uh, do policing or criminal justice reform. We're fighting against a mask mandate. We're fighting to repeal uh, a vaccine passport in your area. So what you're the power is we're actually creating an, a grassroots activism group that doesn't really give a crap what your political affiliation is or what party you want to vote for. That doesn't even matter to us. We're actually going to work on actual agenda items in at the local level that we can actually accomplish because then we're bringing people into the movement without trying to argue with them about whether we can win or not. We're going to win right. together on things we care about. And we, we tried this last year as a proof of concept. Was this going to be able to work? And with nothing but volunteers, with no one getting paid and relying on donations from third party groups, from uh, local affiliates and, and nonprofits, we were able to kill bad legislation across the country. We were able to put together a network of activists that we're going to activate coming into this year. And we were able to do all that on nothing. So hmm. uh, that's what we're working on this year. And that to me matters so much more than who the next person is we're going to pick for 2024, who's going to go around the country and try to get as much attention as possible and maybe get 2%, 3%, 4%, maybe even 5%. Until we break through that level where we actually have people who buy into libertarianism mm -hmm. and who have get got many more libertarians uh, elected at the local level where we're able to get libertarians elected now it's it's mostly uh it's mostly just about messaging at that top level and that's useful to have someone up there messaging and and talking about liberty at that high level but i i i honestly think it's more important to get people in and and have a day where we can get on the debate stage mm -hmm. we can actually come close to winning or maybe one day actually win and long before that get libertarians elected to you know major cities to state legislative offices governor's mansions congress and everything else I, so my main focus right now is on that i'm not ruling out running for something in the future but i just really i don't think it matters much until we do the stuff we have to do at the ground level first okay mm. yeah no i i think that's that's probably the best because a lot of people they ask, especially when we were getting ready to have you on, you and Joe, uh, we were boosting it to our friends and talking about it, and, and you know everything's political because it's twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. And everyone asked me, they'd be like, you know, I, I why would I vote for a libertarian candidate? I was like, well, you probably agree with a lot more of their politics than you think, and yep. a lot of it yep. is just educational. A lot of people don't know, um, mm -hmm. and for people that would want to be able to help you guys. Uh, one of our viewers, Zach Dunn, uh, a friend of ours, that uh, he asked, how, how do I help? So how would someone, other than obviously, you know, just reaching out to the local libertarian chapter yeah, or yeah. whatever it may be, how can they help with, uh, you know, you are the power or anything like that? So right now, if you go to spikecohen.com uh, slash first, uh, you can sign up to be the first to know when we actually officially launch. And at this point, we're a matter of a week or so away from launching. Um, so if you want to do that, you can go to that. And when we do officially launch, you will you will know uh, about a day or so before the general public knows. Uh, and uh, basically what you know, it's a, the long and short of it is uh, we're going to have memberships. They're going to be twenty five bucks a year, basically a nuisance fee that pays for the cost of maintaining the, the membership. It rolls and, and putting together a network that we can have people working together. And then from there, once we have the membership together, uh, we're going to start having uh, membership 
activism leaders in different areas creating action items. And, and again, it's everything from when, uh, when, like we had in uh, Russell, Kentucky, when a, a city council uh, decides to use eminent domain to try to steal a nursing home uh, from its owners, mm-hmm. uh, we can activate people and get attention to it, bring dozens of people to that meeting and shut that down. When someone tries to patch a, a pass a, a snitching bill in uh, Manatee County, Florida, this is something else that happened last year. It was basically mm-hmm. a snitching bill under the guise of, oh, we're fighting for the life of the unborn, but there are no abortion clinics in Manatee County. This was just an ability for the county government to pay people to snitch on each other under the guise <laughs> of abortion. We went in and effectively killed that. And then that was a case where the city count, the county council didn't even know what they were voting on. Um, they had just been handed it and said, this protects the unborn. Oh, we love the unborn. And so we got there, explained what they were actually about to sign. And they're like, oh, no. And then that killed that. So, uh, so you know, but instead of just me doing this or a handful of people doing this, we're going to have this being done dozens of times and eventually hundreds of times across the country. What we'll do at the top is when people are able to put together really impactful uh, activism initiatives that they need more help on, that they need more signal boost. We promote that on our social media, media my social media and that of our partners. Uh, and all the way to if it's a big enough and impactful enough event, we'll start bringing people out. I'll even come out to help promote it and to help, you know, get get the, the numbers behind it. That's the idea behind it is, is sort of incentivizing grassroots activism by getting people directly involved and pulling people in. I don't care if you consider yourself a libertarian. I don't care if you consider yourself a conservative or a progressive or non-political. This has nothing to do with that. This is if you are against this thing we're fighting against or you are in favor of this thing that we're fighting for, then come and join us if only for that one thing. That's what it's all about. Uh, I think that's great. The, the grassroots movement are, are some of the biggest things that when, when people ask, you know, how how can I change? You know, this world's crazy. Like, I just don't have yeah. any power. I'm like, your local, yeah. your locality is the biggest one. And one yes. thing that people say when you're like, oh, I'm not political. I'm like, I bet if we sit down for five minutes, I can bring up something <laughs> that's happening locally yep. that affects you enough to where you care. And yes. people just don't pay attention. They either don't vote yep. locally or, you know, they don't realize the impact that their mayor or their county sheriff has or just their... Uh, council members within their yep. county or their locality and their local elections right yeah their local elections that that's yeah. sometimes the biggest ones right like your your state governor or even just your your district or just your mayor can impact you a whole lot more than the president way a lot of the more mm-hmm. yeah i i tell people i say you're far more likely to get oppressed by your local city council doing something through your local police or your, you know, your county, uh, county council, or, or even at the state level through your county and state police, then the president doing something through a federal agency, like the <laughs> odds are that it's going to be happy. And even with those federal agencies, they rely on cooperation from local and state police. Right. You know, yeah. that when, when uh, Missouri recently passed their big uh, Second Amendment sanctuary where they said we're not enforcing any more federal gun laws, they didn't say it's illegal for federal agents to come here and enforce the gun laws. They just said we're not cooperating. And the ATF immediately yeah. put out something saying we can't – like we don't have the numbers to enforce it. And and, yeah. and Missouri said, yes, that was the intention. We, we, we know. We did the math. Like, we did the math. There's like – 30 of you per state and we don't want you here. So that's the end of that. And so, and that's another thing 
if you don't, if there's tyranny that you don't like that's happening at the federal level, you can get your county to be a sanctuary against those things and make it functionally impossible for the federal government to do anything, um, at least on that thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So like long before we're seeing that perfect example, uh, cannabis. Cannabis is still at the same level of illegality as heroin at the yeah. federal level. And yet there's Crazy. a growing recreational and medical cannabis industries in the majority of states now completely illegal at the federal level and the counties and states went, i don't care about that we're not going to enforce it we're not going to work with you anymore and we're going to treat it as legal what are you going to do about it and the feds fought back for a couple years and then realized that was completely ineffectual and it was actually backfiring and so now cannabis is effectively legal for the vast majority of american residents of their of their state and even though it's still highly illegal, the yeah. most illegal that illegal can be at the federal level. So <laughs> nullification is where it's at, and that can happen locally. No, I, I, think, I think, you know, I agree with the current president. We got to handle safe crack pipes first before we legalize cannabis. I don't even <laughs> want to talk. <laughs> got it. Okay. All right. Let's, let's rewind. <laughs> Everything we are talking about is a complete moot point until every single one of us has a free government crack pipe. If we have learned nothing, if we have learned nothing from this pandemic, it's that we are in this together. And by this, I mean a crack den. Crack den. Just you know that kind of a good community. Just <laughs> so I, I want to, since you brought this up, I do want to say okay. this. I am not against the idea of uh, like safe injection <coughs> sites and things like that. Mm. I just think the government, when the government, when you subsidize something, you get more of it. If you subsidize apples, you get more apples. You, you, They're you subsidizing fuck. smoking crack. Sorry, I don't want to get contaminated. <laughs> 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 Your mask protects me. My mother has a virus now. Protects you. Okay, please protect me. Go ahead. I'm already coughing. No, I, I, so I'm not, I'm not against, you know, uh, having like this kind of stuff. I just don't want the government involved in it at all. I want to watch this. I I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I'm against it either. I think it's just crazy that the jump from the jump from, you know, still struggling to legalize cannabis on a federal level to free Free safe crack pipes. Yes. (laughs) That's a huge jump. Imagine if when the CIA had been distributing crack in black neighborhoods in the 80s to fund the Iran, oh. to fund the Contras, if they had been giving out free pipes. Exactly. They the weren't thinking. Nope. All, they went about it all wrong. Imagine how much more money they could have made the terror groups in Nicaragua if they had just been giving out free crack, crack pipes nope. with it. But again, Ronald, no, you know, Ronald Reagan never made a mistake. Ronald Reagan never made a mistake. Nope. Never. So, so with the crack pipe, is that was that a federal? I heard about it briefly. Yes. Is is that a federal one, or is that California being California? No, that was the, the government being. That was the federal government. That's being federal. Oh, so wow. it, okay. it, was a, it was a proposed plan, and it wasn't just crack pipes. It was also safe injection sites. Yeah. It was the idea of trying to reduce the spread of uh, communicable illness uh, among those who are doing drugs by giving them stuff so that they're not reusing the same things which again i'm not against it actually can work at the local level i don't want the government subsidizing this 
Do you no. want a crack pipe lobby? Do you really want like people? I go for the for the camel menthol crack pipe no. ad. Yes, <laughs> I love the idea. A... Yes, I want. I want it. I want, want a twenty-two-year-old walking around who's one hundred and three pounds, the capital Grant building, Ma and just Grant being McCready. like. <laughs> Grant McCready will be in charge of the Department of Crack Fights. Um, Callbacks. Um, <laughs> God, I respect it. I respect uh, every, it. That's a job I know he can do well. Every week. At least one day every week, he'll be in charge of Crack Fights. <laughs> <laughs> going to be asleep the other <laughs> That's because you have the four down days, and then you know, you're up for another five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how crack works. As, no, as no we'll time it myself. around as binges. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. Sure. The work-life <laughs> balance of, of, of anyone that's addicted to crack needs to be taken into consideration when you're at that high of a level of crack management. Federal crack holidays. Federal crack. <laughs> but like rotating crack holidays, <laughs> respectful of that individual's only, crack binge schedule. Only federal employees get crack holidays off. The rest of you are going to work, all right? That's and that's fair. not okay. You're I can not... already hear Bernie Sanders. I can see Bernie Sanders. The federal government is giving crack holidays, but yet the average Amazon worker has to work while they're coming down off a of crack, and that's unacceptable. It's the top 1% that always gets the, the crack holidays 1%. off. Jeff Why is Bezos. crack Vogue all of a sudden? Jeff Bezos can take off as Jeff many Bezos. things as he wants to, but his workers are coming down off of crack and having to box things, and that's it's unacceptable. The, it's the workers who are giving Jeff Bezos the crack, and and what are the workers getting for that? Are they getting the crack? No, it's Jeff Bezos who gets all the crack. They're getting much less crack. They're getting <laughs> not even as much crack. I was about, no I was about bathroom breaks, no crack Bernie breaks. Sanders. I was about to no ask crack. if that was Woody, uh, Bernie Sanders or, or uh, fuck, I can't even make my joke anymore. I forgot nailed who it. I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, for you. Nailed yes. it. Oh, yep. my God. <laughs> Whoever the second person was, that's who it is, actually. That's Woody it. Allen. I was going to say Woody Bernie Allen. Sanders or Woody Allen, but then I realized every they're pretty much the same Jew, person. Every Jew <laughs> is that voice. And I'm Jewish. But I just go to that voice. True. It doesn't matter. As soon as it's I know true. someone's Jewish, if they don't sound like that at all, okay? When I thought Whoopi Goldberg was Jewish, I would go straight to that voice. They were they were all the same color. It had nothing to do with racism. But it turns out she's not even Jewish. So no, then I have no. to figure out how her voice sounds. No. Woody, Woody Allen did the voice. If you ever heard Woody Allen talk and then you hear him do his stand-up, even he's just like, Oh my god, I went into a New York deli and they sold me a bagel and you're just like, oh god, that was insulting to everybody. <laughs> no, yeah. it's just it's just the voice you do. It's just the voice you do. I it's I'm just sorry. like your Jersey grandmother that smokes Paul Malls nine times a day voice yes. that you default to. I've yes, dated the girl yes, who had that mother. I have dated her. <laughs> I've taken oh. the train up to northern New Jersey and dated that girl. <laughs> so, Spike, uh, you're very outspoken, which is great. And uh, Austin, uh, he commented saying that it, it feels great to know that there's a sane voice of reason in today's world. And, and I've, I've listened to your podcast uh, here and there whenever it pops up on my thing, a few of the episodes, uh, the Muddy Waters podcast, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And you're never you're never afraid to say what needs to be said. So we wanted to ask you, 
with the current like air of censorship going on through the internet. Uh, yeah. For, with COVID misinformation, all sorts of stuff, you know, particularly the Joe <coughs> Rogan controversy that's going through. Like, how is that, is that impacting you at all? Or, you know, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like some people should be censored or just no censorship? I don't. So yeah, there's a couple things there. Or is it so just I completely getting out of hand? So I've been only mildly affected. There were a couple videos that I've put up uh, where either I or someone said something that the algorithm thought was medical misinformation. <laughs> One of the ones that was taken down uh, and, and the, the wording from the transcript that they told me was medical misinformation was uh, vaccines don't stop the spread of COVID. That is factually accurate and no one uh -huh. disputes that. And yet YouTube will straight up take something down if they think that you're insinuating such a thing. And I literally, I didn't say vaccines are completely ineffective. And I didn't mm. say, you know, I said nothing like that. I said that vaccines do not stop the spread, do not stop community transmission of COVID. This was before Omicron, where now, I mean, that's a joke. Like, the, 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 you know, <laughs> like I mean, it's, it's ridiculous now. I mean, I'm pretty sure I got it from someone who's vaccinated. Like, at this point, that's completely normalized. No one's even yeah. disputing that. And, and that's the problem. Because even if you go in with the intention of saying, well, we only we just want to get rid of people that are saying, like, obviously dangerous, bad things. They don't have the wherewithal to actually do that. They have robots doing it. And so they've got these, like, you know, phrases and sentences to watch out for. And, and it's, you know, so for the average, you know, low to mid tier podcaster, and I'll put myself on that, I'm not getting millions of views. I'm getting blocked by freaking robots. And when I dispute it, they're like, no, sorry. Yes, team, no, this is all team mid tier here. Uh, yeah, under, no, oh, no, you'll, you'll reach oh, you're our level kind. soon enough. It's okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, no, I, no, I Joe Rogan's podcast is below us. I feel like, no, I know. I feel it coming. I feel it coming. But so <laughs> I, I, you know, but then someone like Joe Rogan, Rogan. Yes, any minute now. Uh, uh, Joe Rogan is at, is at a level where it's not the robots grabbing him. It's mm. like the people that are reviewing it saying, holy crap, mm. this guy's challenging our narrative. And the thing they what, – what's interesting is, you know, this guy's had controversial figures on his show. What mm -hmm. set them off was when he had Robert Malone on. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I, I know whether I agree or disagree with Robert Malone uh, and, and any of his claims. But they ha he had him on, and that's when the floodgates opened because he had someone on who is, like, straight up against uh, – I, I, I co-sign that. Your mom should definitely have a show. Um, <laughs> I, Shut the fuck right up, the Spike bat. Cohen. <laughs> I, I, right off the bat. So I... Just saying. Right off the bat. So, um, so having him on the show, what ends up happening is now, you know, that's when the, you know, Joe Rogan N-word thing came out. That's when yeah. Neil Young decided to... Which by, can I, yeah. I just want to talk about Neil Young. Oh, Neil please. Young has Neil Young has played everybody. Okay, Neil Young has been complaining about Spotify for years. He has threatened to pull his uh, catalog from Spotify for years. He actually had already pulled some of his catalog from Spotify. This was his opportunity to do something he already wanted to do and get more attention in the oh. past month than he's gotten his entire life, even back when yep. he was charting. And he has got <laughs> more streaming, more stream, and he's being prominently featured on Apple yep. and, yep. Uh, and and all, and you know where else Amazon, he's been yep. uh, uh, 
where the biggest one of the biggest ones that he's been prominently uh, displayed YouTube. Do you know what else YouTube has? Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> he has not once complained about Joe Rogan continuing to be on YouTube. He has not once continued to complain about Joe Rogan clips being on some of the other platforms that he's on. This was a chance for him to get off of Spotify yep. and mm. get more attention than he's ever gotten. He has, you know, his it was supporters a deployed. No. He played everyone, and I'm not even angry at him because it's worked perfectly for him. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't like what Joe Rogan was doing, but that was not the deal breaker. Again, why is he on YouTube? Why is he on YouTube when Joe Rogan is also still on YouTube? His clips and his full shows are on YouTube. Why does that not matter? Uh, and so I, I th that he played everyone. But so with Joe, I, you know, I, I I think what we're seeing is they are corporate media is they're angry that Joe Rogan gets more views than all of their networks combined, <laughs> yes. um, like literally. Um, yes. They and to put that in perspective, Joe Rogan's average viewership is twelve million views per episode. Um, the average C uh, Fox News show gets around a, a million and a half views. The average uh, uh, CNN show gets between half a million and a million views. And the average yeah. MSNBC show gets between a quarter of a million, a uh, quarter of a million and a half million. He's literally getting more than all of them combined <laughs> and uh, like many more than all of them combined. So they're mad about that. And they're mad that he's like bringing on. They didn't get mad when he brought on Sanjay Gupta. They got mad mm. that he also brought on someone with a different opinion. And right. so now, you know, all the long knives are out. Joe Rogan's the worst person on earth. And it's backfiring because more people are – his episodes keep getting higher records of viewership yeah. than the one before it because they won't stop. They're doing to him what they did to Donald Trump. They're giving him exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I love is as soon as CNN and – all the liberal media started attacking Joe Rogan. All of a sudden, Fox News was like behind Joe Rogan out of nowhere. Yes. And like even liberal media is like conservative talk show podcast host. I'm like, he's not. Uh, and also to attach no. it to, to, you know, to you, he's talked several times about how he voted for Joe Jorgensen in the last election. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, he's I, not I conservative. I love when I'm on like when I'm on uh, like. Uh, Kennedy or RT or on like like national and they'll ask me about Joe Rogan and I'll say well to defend I first of all I just want to say I'm not defending Joe because he voted for me and then I get to say whatever I wanted to say but I, I make a point of doing that and I do it in a not obviously smug way but just smug enough where if you know me personally you know I'm intentionally being smug for the sake that. of it and, I appreciate and that a lot yeah Okay, thank you. Well, good. No, I'm glad you do because I, I do it every time I go, listen, I don't, first of all, I just want to make it clear. I'm not defending him because he voted for me. And then I'll say whatever the thing is. And, <laughs> and that's just, that's, it, that's my moment. Um, but no, so I mean, he's, he, he has called himself a centrist. There's many things that he's on the left about, mm -hmm. um, especially on things like, oddly enough, healthcare. Um, he's, kind of thinks that some gun control should be applied. He's a moderate. Like, he's not, he voted for right. us because he didn't like Trump or, or Biden, but he's not, like, he's not a, a libertarian, uh, or at least not philosophically a libertarian. Mm -hmm. um, mm. I, I think he's kind of like most voters who are somewhere in the middle, not really sure what they think. Maybe he is a libertarian, but he doesn't call himself that. Right. And he uh, and he has, he endorsed Bernie Sanders during the primary, 
then after that, when when Biden got it, he said he liked Trump better than Biden. Uh, and then he ended up voting for us. So, I mean, it's I, 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 this guy's not for anything. He's kind of trying to figure it out. That's why he has interesting people on his show to talk ideas out. You know, fancy that. No, I, I agree. I, that's one thing I've always liked about a show. There's been episodes that I don't agree with. There's things that he said that I don't agree with all the time. But he, he he's doing and accomplishing it because of his celebrity. But he's what yeah, yeah. we strive to do on, on this show was to have interesting people from all across political spectrums or just yep. also throughout different topics, non-political, to bring more information out to people. Because the yeah. podcast is a very primary source where people get a lot of their information from. And if they're listening to the wrong Increasingly podcasts so. or not good ones mm-hmm. that are diverse, they're only getting that confirmation bias or not new information. Yep. And there's so many different podcasts. My wife listens to like five different murder mystery or not murder mystery, yeah. like cold case. Like, yeah, also, yeah, yeah. just real quick, can True we all crime. acknowledge like the scariness of like the basic white lady attraction to like murder podcasts at this point? Uh, like they're doing a whole lot more research than I feel comfortable with. They <laughs> know that's by process be the next of elim- yeah. by process of elimination, they know how to kill you and probably get away with it. And I mean, they they had a show called How to Get Away with Murder. And you just have white women just lining up to watch this stuff. They are weaponizing white women in a way that really didn't seem possible uh, in, in previous generations. Really, we who thought is, the white women were safe. Who and is then, the them, though? That's the who question. Is, who is they that we're talking about? Who is weaponizing oh, the white women? You know who they are. Anyway, the Jews are yeah. weaponizing white women. I thought, that was, I thought they was obvious. I thought they was. <laughs> and Tyler's out. <laughs> send in the Shiksa platoon. It was, yeah, send in the Shiksa. That's literally what it is. That's actually, it's Tyler back because I think he has to think about the Shiksa. So, <laughs> he's always listening. This. So, I was Operation not, send in I the was not expecting that. I, that took me completely by surprise. What else would they be? Anyway, so. The, you I tell me Jewish, Spike I, Cohen. Yeah, what <laughs> Cohen? I so I'm I'm Jewish, so this is my word. I can say this, but um, <laughs> no, no the, the 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 white women. I forget what we were talking about, but I, no, I think everyone should be, <laughs> everyone should be at least mildly concerned about how <laughs> steady and calm a lot of white women seem <laughs> a lot of them are. Because they just said they're like, I could I'm already killing you and you don't know. See that's the thing. This is what I used to say. So like, you know, people are like, oh, don't date uh don't date a a, a Latina woman because she'll slash your tires or something like that. And I'm like, well first of all that's racist. And second of all, <laughs> the white woman will just slowly Poison your coffee every single day and then come to your funeral crying with the children and collect the life insurance check and then continue on with her life. And but your tires will be fine because she's going to drive your car and yeah, she's got to preserve the tires. What, yeah, she's got to preserve this. Why would she slash her own tires? Okay, it's it's also, money. It costs money. Exactly. So this is, you know, that's I think, again, I, I don't remember what this was about. But I do think it's important to note whatever I just said. Got it. Okay. Hold on. I'm writing this down, Spike. White, Please write that. White, white women. women. White women are scary. 
I just wrote bad. Yeah. So I just wrote white, I just wrote white women equals bad. Oh, you are taking notes. Yeah, we're, we'll what, see. What if they're Hungarian? Is that like a super like top tier level you should definitely worry about? Nope, they're fantastic, and I don't want to get killed tonight. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, if that's not dangerous at all, and they're fantastic. If that's, yeah, if that's a personal reference, then definitely yeah. not. No, exactly. <laughs> all white women are dangerous, except Hungarian except women. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> Spike gets it. This guy gets it. <laughs> This guy gets it. Hey, wait, yeah. Rico, Rhodes, yeah. you guys are fired. Spike and I are what? taking over this show. This is now the show, yeah. I've been waiting for this to happen for a long time, actually. Yeah. It's been a long and time coming. I endorse it. I'll, yeah. I'll be production at this point. <laughs> I got yeah. to do Bernie Sanders' voices with him. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. So, this uh, is now. speaking of, no, uh, you know, Eastern European bloc countries, um... <laughs> Belarus, no, obviously Ukraine. Uh, we we had uh, we've had a guest before in our early episodes, uh, a friend of yes. ours that that has done a lot of work out in Ukraine. Um, yeah, he would personally go over there and help the the separatists over there, uh, and we got uh, some really good information. But it's been a few years since we've had that, and so how much about that going on, and how concerned on you? Because I don't know how many family members I've had reach out to me and be like. Are you gonna go? Like we just saw, especially when that DOD announcement of the alert for all the other units. They're like, yeah. "What's gonna happen?" I was like, "For one, I'm in a hospital. They're not fucking taking me anywhere. For two, I we're we're fine. Like we're we're okay. They're not mobilizing everyone right now. Like yeah, I, that that would be a terrible so, choice. Oh gosh. So here here is my take on 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 what's happening here. And and, and I mean, you guys. You, you might even have more insight on this than me, but here's what it looks like to me. Not even a little because bit. <laughs> when I look at at well, I was banking on you knowing more than me, but whatever. Um, I I because this is going to be poorly informed uh, subject. No, so from when I read about the the uh, what's referred to as negotiations here, it's talked you know imminent conflict. Everyone else, they're just saying negotiation between uh Zelensky and Putin between Ukraine and, and Russia what it sounds like is that there is this relatively uh inflamed uh dispute over Crimea and Crimea and surrounding territories and a few other issues uh some of which are not territory related some of them are related to Nord Stream to the pipeline and, and some other mm -hmm. stuff and right. the attempt supposedly by both parties to try to get back to their agreement status from the Minsk two negotiations or, or Minsk three or whatever it is. Some, some uh, agreement they have from like 2014 or 2015. Anyway, you already know a thousand percent more than any. Okay. Is that, Minsk am I already? Okay. No, I'm, I'm with them. I'm with them. Long story short. If you look outside of North American media, because for some reason, Canadian media is in on this too. But if you get outside of North American media, and you and you you read like Reuters and stuff like that, you mm. get a much less hyperbolic picture of what's happening. Yes, mm. there is a a troop buildup in uh, uh, on on the Russian side and on the Ukrainian side, which would make sense because they're in a bit of a heated negotiation. But no one thinks that there's going to be any kind of invasion. But then you have the U.S. government that's constantly saying, you know, uh, we have evidence. Uh, we're not going to show you, uh, but we have evidence uh, that Russia is going to plant a false flag. Like we're in Alex Jones territory now 
uh, uh, Russia is going to invade any minute now. We're telling our personnel to get out. Uh, the uh, State Department just warned all American citizens in the U- in Ukraine to get out. Um, and, and all of these different things. And, and we have 8,500 troops, which, you know, that'll definitely conquer Russia there. At 8,500 troops, uh, uh, you know, there in, in Eastern Europe. And I was being perfectly, that wasn't a sarcasm, by the way. And uh, so, no, you know, no, wait, we're, we're tracking that. Yeah, they got 8,500, entire country's done. So I, but, but so it's the American media them, and Bill government Sick. that are hyping this up. Yes. And what I feel perfectly yeah. safe. My uh, but my take on this is that the Biden administration is trying to distract from record unemployment. The fact that they're not shutting down the virus, the virus is wildly spreading out of control. Uh, uh, he's wild, the, the president is wildly unpopular. It's obvious he's suffering from cognitive decline. His vice president manages to be less popular than Dick Cheney, who shot a guy in the face. Although I think that actually helped his numbers because that guy was a lawyer. There's all these things that are are like, you know, happening that they're trying to distract from. And uh, I, his, his domestic agenda is basically dead on arrival. Inflation. Uh, he, yeah. Yeah. Every everything that's going on. And I think what he's banking on is that he can pretend that there's this war that's bound to happen. But mm. if the U.S. saber rattles enough, then it will stop. Then it won't happen. And that when it inevitably doesn't happen, when there isn't an invasion, he can then pull out the uh, George Bush's mission accomplished flag and, and, you know, do a do a victory tour and say, look at what I've done. But think about what that means. He is relying on he and his administration and State Department and, and Pentagon to act like absolute psychopaths and rely on Ukrainian and Russian government to continue to act mature and basically uh-huh. ignore them. Uh-huh. that's not a good gamble to take <laughs> it's likely to work because everyone's gotten used to us acting like psychopaths but that's like i'm going to kind of threaten an invasion of a nuclear power that has more nukes than we do and more importantly can put those nukes anywhere on the face of the planet in a matter of hours because i'm pretty sure they're not going to call my bluff that's, that's my the take of our country that's the yes. layer of our country's that, thinking yes. right now. That is one thing that super confused me with all of this, and that's come from a military standpoint, is that they're activating all these people, they're putting them on the border, you know, up yes. in Poland, and they're saying it's to protect our NATO allies. I'm mm-hmm. like, Russia's mm-hmm. not trying to take Poland. No. It, 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 you know, they have that conflict in Ukraine, yep, yep, yep. and we can't yes. put soldiers there. I'm like, so yep. basically you're trying to bluff something that's not going to happen? Yeah. Or you're saying that that's why, yeah. but they're basically they're like they're showing force like they're on the Russian border, Belarusian border. And they're like, hey, you know, if you do that thing, like he still knows that we're not going to do anything. We could put our entire yeah. military on the border of Belarus and Russia and he would still be like, yeah, I'm going to I'm still going to take Ukraine because <laughs> you're not going though. to come here. There's not going to be a ground war. That's no. that's what I'm saying. If, if there is anything that happens. God forbid, because, again, this is like we're talking about the U.S. government military invading fucking Russia. So if if this is something we were able to avoid during the entire Cold War because of mutually assured destruction and because Mm. the current administration is like the unicorn factory that they're 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 seriously considering 
abandoning all of that and doing a weird version of mutually assured destruction, which is mutually assuming that Vladimir Putin won't get spooked at all by all this shit. And it would be like it would be the equivalent of if Vladimir Putin were trying to uh, distract from problems in his country and couldn't just lock up anyone who, who, who disparaged him. And so what he did was, you know, like there's because of the dispute between the U.S. and, and Mexico over, you know, where the migrants are supposed to be housed or whatever. And so mm. he just like dropped 10,000 troops in Cuba. And and then and, and all over the media, all over RT International and, and, and corporate media in Russia and, and, and proxy media in Eastern Bloc countries, he's saying the U.S. is bound to invade our proud neighbors and friends of Mexico. And and we will be there. We will not allow this aggression to stand. And we're like, no, that's not we're not doing that. Yeah, well, if no, it happens, it we'll be right there and banking on us not going, hey, you know what? Screw you. And then that turning into a whole thing. Uh-huh. That's the dumbest play ever. And why? Because maybe it'll help them in the midterms. Like, wartime this is not, this would be stupid to do with any country putting U.S. service personnel, not to mention all the people that the normies that just live there on their mm-hmm. lives on the line. Russia can put nukes anywhere that any American or anyone else lives now. It's it's, it's, manu- it's, manufactur- it's manufacturing a conflict because he's losing face domestically. Yes, that's all. And it you're is. supposed to do that with weak countries that you can beat their ass. Like yes. that, you're supposed <laughs> you to do that with like, yes, not even Mexico. Mexico's close. That you well, do that, that with like that takes care of the border Yemen. crisis. You do personally. that with Syria. Yeah, you do that with Syria. You do that with Yemen. You do that. With some country that you can genocide and kill a million of their people, and it, and and it makes they, all they can do is shake their fists at you and get angry, and 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 you know, worst case scenario, a couple hundred U.S. service people die. They certainly don't matter at all. Maybe a couple hundred more, a few thousand more come home with permanent chronic health illness. Well, we'll deal with that later. That's not a problem. They can just die of heroin later and be homeless. But you know, but nothing serious, of course. This is like you know. But I'm, this is how they look at it. And yep. this is like, now nah, you know what, screw it. We're going to do it with a nuclear power. It's insane to me. <laughs> go big or go home. That's know. like being on the playground. Sure. Right <laughs> I like to go home. Can we go home? Can we go home? Yeah, I would also agree with that. Is, it, That's like is this a silent vote? Yeah, I'm also super cool with not fighting Russia. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is coming from three people who aren't, you know, we're not the bang bangs. We're not on the boot. We're the dudes with the red crosses and generally yeah. the first ones to go. I mean, yeah. At least yeah. we'd be in a legal war at that point, as opposed to what we've been yeah. going through. So yeah. you yeah. know what? We would die with NATO legalities. <laughs> a lot of us are like on oh, paper protect rules. Protect me. Protect me. Your final yeah. moments you can say this that way. Authorized. Yeah, that way when the Russian sniper <laughs> when the Russian sniper shoots me in the face for being a medic with the red cross, I can be like, he broke the hay. Uh, yeah. Jail. Wow. He's I'll see you yeah. in the ICC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the UN is the gonna be very pissed. As I choke on my own blood. <laughs> yes. 
So what Grant disappeared saying? for a moment. Well, he's trying to, to he's trying to see if you're uh, if you uh, support a uh, U.S. intervention. I don't I don't think that's what we're going for in this conversation. But uh, how uh, do you feel, Spike? If Russia no, was I, to I, actually invade Ukraine. I, I don't. The purpose of the U.S. military is to protect the American people and the Constitution what? and the U.S. homeland. And like literally, you mean like every not, other country's military? Yes, essentially. Yes. The when you signed your oath at no point when you when you, you you're, you're the one that swore your oath at no point was it like and our NATO allies and those who may consider joining NATO in the future. Like it has nothing to do and our and our our, our uh, international uh, um, anti-terrorism partners like it, it has nothing to it, do it's with that, that ever classic military nuance of uh, threats domestic and foreign. Foreign no. and domestic. They, they, you missed they, it. Yeah, the military is always great with putting those little loopholes in there. It, it's like, just like, like in the U.S. Like, no, but they're a threat. Enemies, foreign and domestic, to the United States, and that's you, never you know, know, like, well, you never know. It, it could happen. Hey, hey but and, and, and what the if, crazy thing about this? What if the USSR we, being in Vietnam was a was terrible to the United States? You know what I'm saying? So that's why we need to go into Vietnam. Stop the yeah, USSR. but well, I mean, we definitely win that because Vietnam. I mean, who's even there? Um, <laughs> we definitely. I mean, we got that out. Are, the yeah, are Spike. Yeah, there's it's, it's, it's actually be, I meant like like you know a threat. You know, like I, 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 I we could take out Vietnam so quickly. You have no idea. But but the, it, the but that but the, you specifically. Um, but this is the the. the the founders warned about entangling i think it was actually washington himself who warned about entangling alliances and okay. we've seen that play out world war one he honest uh, arguably the spanish-american war but definitely world war one world war two which was an extension of world war one the cold war which was pretty much an extension of world war one all of this has been playing out because of a series of entangling alliances. NATO was supposed yeah. to disband after the Cold War ended, and yet we still have it for I have no idea why. And they somebody's making money. That, well, yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and this, which, by the way, again, going back to the crack pipe thing, what happens when we end up in an entangling multinational crack pipe alliance because of you know this whole? That's what happens when you have a lobby, right? So this is what happens. <laughs> But no, I, I'm I'm completely against the idea of sending y'all and and sending the people who have signed up to protect and defend the American people and the Constitution and our homeland to fight in hypothetical conflicts that are usually made worse by the threat of our involvement. And and it, it's this is just it's terrible. Like this is a bad thing. Everyone would be everyone thankfully seems to be negotiating in good faith or largely in good faith because they recognize that this is the biggest paper dragon saber rattle ever. But what if they didn't? Like, what if they actually thought for a second that Joe Biden actually wants to, you know, protect the Ukraine or whatever? That would be some scary shit. Like, I hope that Putin thinks this is all nonsense and, mm. and, and continues to move accordingly because it doesn't look like, again, outside of our media, it's not an invasion or not a threat. It's a negotiation. It's a heated negotiation, but it's a negotiation. Let them negotiate. I trust the adults over there to figure it out. And if they can't, then that's on them. And that's a y'all problem. That's not an us problem. I, I agree. It's we, we should be more concerned with 
the United States and the prosperity of the United States. What's going on, and I've heard this throughout the years, we're not the world's police. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. And no. when I, I've been in two foreign countries uh, stationed there, and I've had this happen in both places where someone of that country is like, you know, why don't you all just leave? And then we look at them and we go, we would if we could. They're yeah, like, why you don't do want to be there. Exactly. Dude, yeah. I'm a yeah. private. I don't fucking know. <laughs> why don't you leave? Why don't you tell your boss that yeah. it's time to go and then go? Yeah, yeah I, was, no, I, I was in I, a bar in Korea and I had a, a drunk dude about my age. He's like, why are you even here? I was like, I don't even know. Don't even know. <laughs> by the way, you're welcome that North Korea hasn't fucked you up yet. But by the way, I have no idea. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, but, but, but that's the thing. We're sending 17, 18, 19, 20 up to, you know, I guess, just south of 30 typically until unless they're, you know, higher up in leadership. But we're sending people that are, you know, we tell them they can't own a firearm uh, domestically. But, they, you know, we, we send them over <laughs> and they, yeah, they often. Gun. Here's this M16. Yes. You can't have a pistol at home. Here's how you operate a Hellfire missile. And, and, you know, and, and, and it's Monday, so you have to shoot a thousand of these things off because our, our budget is about to roll over. Um, oh, but, God, and, I wish. Yeah. I, I talked to someone September. who their job was just to fire rockets off uh, when it was time, like when the budget. Right before uh, that fiscal. Yep. Yeah, yeah, September, yeah. So, September 20th, right before that fiscal in October. You, Yes, for our freedoms. Anyway, How many so rounds I, have you been to, Tyler? Where they're like, we have a thousand rounds, and they're like, we we don't want to turn these in. Are you kidding me? I can't just get two ammo. With, I just like, want to shoot M seventeen yeah. ammo, and they're just like, we don't have the budget for that. And I was like, what are you That's talking about? This asshole just shot fourteen missiles into a goddamn mountain in Georgia a year ago. I just want to go practice on my on my fucking sidearm. That's yeah. why they don't have the money. You know, we're all yeah. in this together. And then we have too many rounds, <laughs> and you have some private over there, Rambo holding two squad machine guns, shooting off. Yeah. Because we didn't want to turn it in. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I, too, have seen that TikTok video, yes. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've seen that. <laughs> and I'm just standing next to him like, please don't shoot anyone. Or do it, so I got something to do. I've touched a real patient in years. Yeah. On the idea of, of of America being the world police, uh, when we have been trying to be the world police, we end up engaging in massive amounts of police brutality. Like if you if you look at how these things are playing out, you've got this weird mix of service people who are you know waiting to actually get shot back at so that they can defend themselves against obvious insurgents who are setting up shop. Meanwhile, the insurgents live there and are just want you to go. And it's, it's just this like, who's the bad guy there? The bad guy is the one who sent you there. I, I have a hard time. I get it. When you're there and you don't want to die and you're protecting yourselves and your loved ones and your, your, your buddies on the field, they're the bad guy. But in reality, like, if that's their home and they're trying to get you to leave, then are they, is that truly a bad guy or is the bad guy the one who conflagrated this whole thing by sending you there in the first damn place? And I, to me, the bad guys are the ones who lied us into sending you there to benefit the corporations who put them in office 
and pay their pay their uh, their campaigns and 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 make them incredibly wealthy lobbyists once they're no longer in DC and and know that all of this just maximizes their profits at the cost of the lives of thousands of US service members the long-term health of tens or hundreds of thousands more and the lives of countless hundreds of thousands or millions of civilians in other countries that's the bad guy and and it's it's like it's it, there's no reason for it it shouldn't be happening it it's completely asinine a lot of the the conflict because you you, you start getting into that that paradox of okay yeah. in the guise of a philosophy pretty much you know terrorism you you have people that don't want you in their country and then we're only there to fight the philosophy to keep our people who are away from that country safe it it, it is a whole shit thing and then people say we have more important shit happening here right that we should focus on yes and so my, my next question to you spike is what's like your top five things that we need to bear down and fucking focus on in the united states that are like the most glaring problems that we have going on because everyone will so like, oh it's uh COVID, it's the border yeah. it's you know this that or this uh everyone's kind of different so what do you what do you kind of see that as <laughs> well i'll tell you this the number it's hard to break down it in, in, in two ways in one way it's hard to break it down into just five in another way it's, it's easy to break it down into just one every single thing that we're seeing happen at the federal government level happens because they have the ability to create unlimited amounts of wealth they're able to create money out of thin air they don't even bother printing it out anymore they just add zeros to a digital ledger and by doing that they're able to hand off money to themselves their agencies the cronies who put them in office and in doing so because they're actually stealing your wealth because they're basically inflating the money supply it would be like if we had a pizza that was split between the four of us and i said mm. okay each one of us gets each one of you gets one slice and then I take this pizza that's split, that's sliced into four and I slice it into 16 and then you still get four slices, but they're a quarter <laughs> of the value that they originally were. That's basically what they're doing with the money supply. When they mm -hmm. keep expanding the money supply, there's more money chasing the same number of goods and services, which makes the cost of those things go up. So the closer you are to that money supply, the politicians, the government agencies, the wealthy cronies who get paid first the closer you are to the actual increase in your wealth everyone's prices are going up the same oh, oh yeah. but we're the ones waiting for a 1200 dollars check that may or may not come they're the ones getting millions billions of dollars right off the bat that allows them to uh pay to pick winners and losers and to you know rob the vast majority of Americans for the benefit of a very small handful of incredibly wealthy and powerful people. That is what leads to this growing gap between the extreme wealthy and literally everyone else in the country. That's what leads to inflation. That what what leads to endless spending on things like war and imprisonment of millions of people for victimless crimes, things that we would never agree to be taxed for directly. But instead they say, oh, your taxes need to go up to pay off the interest of the debt for all the great things we're doing. There are so many things that happen because government controls money. They control the printing of the money. They control the, the policy of how much money exists. They control all of that. My biggest thing is not just end the Fed, but get government out of money entirely. Repeal their ability to have any say in money. 
Leave that to a free market of competing people who now have a vested interest in providing you with the most sound and valuable currency possible because not because they're great people, but because they want your business over your competitor, whether it's crypto, whether it's uh, physical money like gold, silver, whatever, or probably some combination of all sorts of different things. Just that one thing ends the endless spending. It ends the endless debt. It ends the presumption that government is creating value, which it is not. It ends their ability to pay off cronies. It ends all of their terrible policies that we never agree to pay for directly. Mm -hmm. And now it forces them to actually demonstrate that the money they're either taking or us willingly giving them is in exchange for actual value because we have control of our money. If that one thing happened, then so many of these other things, foreign policy, immigration, public safety, public health, uh, inflation, the economy, all of that stuff would largely resolve itself because the government couldn't try to stranglehold us and pick winners and losers. So that to me is the single biggest issue from which everything else stems. So so with that though, in, in order for that to happen, right? You, get, you know, Congress and Senate, they have to make a vote. Um, yes, which yes. always comes to the very classic thing. Basically you have to have the people who are part of the corruption vote on something that limits their corruption. Hey, yeah, they're starting to make a change. Pelosi, she apparently made enough money in the stock market. She's now I, I for limiting <laughs> the ability of Congress people to, to buy stocks and shit. So, I mean, that's that's positive, right? They, she made enough money. Personally, they can't <laughs> pick not. specific stocks. They can do, like, you know, diversify and shit like that. But. And that also didn't apply to their spouses. And that's how she not. made all of her money. She's not investing. They, they don't it's invest her in their own. Yeah. I have watched it's enough CSI to know about shell companies and, and you know, straw yeah. man buyers. And come on, they, we know they can get by. But of course. so with that, how, yeah. how would you? So I, I agree with you that obviously the corruption is, is one of the biggest things. If there's, you know, the, the industrial military complex. The, yep. Of course, that's saturated with money, which is why we're so invested in the wars. And then obviously the lobbyers, which is why, you know, medication and opioid crises and yep. supply chains and all those different issues. How what would be the best way to go about changing that if the people that are supposed to do it are the ones that are voting on their own corruption? It's just like when people say, you know, why are they in office for so long? Well, because they have to vote on their own term limits. Why the fuck? Exactly. Yeah. So I, the, the short answer is we got to kick them out. Like, I, I don't believe there are many reforms that can be made, even with the existing people in Congress. I think there's a good chance of being able to uh, end qualified immunity. Uh, I think that there is potentially a good chance to uh, uh, legalize or at least decriminalize cannabis at the federal level. Uh, I, I do think that there are potential gains that can be made. But when it comes to the high level first principle stuff, you are not going to get the foxes to dismantle their own, you know, uh, hen slaughter machine at the hen house. Like it, it is going to take a, a sea change culturally of people recognizing the scam for what it is, realizing this is not Republican versus Democrat. It's not even really left versus right, certainly not in Capitol Hill. Um, and it, it's, it's about a very... It's not even the 1% versus the 99%. It's like the 0.0001% versus literally everyone else. It, it, it's about a, a small, 
almost infinitesimal number of people that own almost everything in any effective way and have access to essentially all of the government power versus everyone else. And when we can do that, which is why I'm focusing on you are the power, is because the more we can demonstrate to people that they have the ability, they're not powerless, they are not just some cog in the machine that endlessly has to decide whether to vote for blue flavored tyranny or red flavored tyranny, which is why so many voters, so many eligible voters don't which, even. By the vote. way, it's all the same flavor, just different colors. It actually is the same flavor. Worst Gatorade yes. brand ever. <laughs> it's just like those freezy pops. They're literally all the same flavor, uh, except they're also filled with poison, which makes them slightly worse than freezy it's pops. Also cancer, but it's Much a cancer. Like yeah, the normal R pops actually. Yes, but it's like tab. It's basically like tab. Uh, but so, <laughs> you know, it tastes it, okay and you will die of cancer. But the um, if it, it, the more we can get people to recognize you can win things now at the local level. And as we grow this, we can work our way up to the county level, the state level, and eventually the federal level. Then mm-hmm. we can do these things. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to, uh, you know, we're not going to see, th- there's not going to be the, there's a uh, this this idea in, in libertarian circles that we're going to have a libertarian moment, a libertarian uh, me or Justin Amash or Dave Smith or Joe Jorgensen or so is going to get on the debate stage. And we are going to for an hour, hour and a half. We're going to tell the truths that Americans knew deep down. And then the they're going to have an instant epiphany. They're going to go, oh, my God, honey, I didn't ever hear of libertarianism until this very moment. Spike <laughs> Cohen, he's saying all the things. Change our registration tomorrow. And the wife's like, what the, I don't know how to – why am I – you change your own registration. But this, <laughs> this is we, – we trick ourselves into thinking Sounds this, right. like, magic thing. We're going to trick people into voting libertarian, and then we're going to get elected to the White House. And we're going to trickle down liberty on everyone. It's nonsense. It's no. never going to happen. It is going to be a series of victories happening at the local grassroots level, bringing people into recognizing that, A, yes, we, including you, can win. You have way more power than you recognize. We can organize together and actually take back the power that was stolen from us. And here's how we do it. And that's why that, to me, matters more than whoever takes the next tilt at the windmill. And again, I'm not even ruling out being the next guy to take the tilt at the windmill. I just I it's not <laughs> it's not what I think is the most important thing. And and we're never going to get to that point to where we take the the power that's been stolen from us out of the hands of those who stole it from us until we do the building work that needs to be done. No what there is no Hail Mary pass to taking over the most powerful entity that has ever existed that grows exponentially every few years. It's not, they're not going to, that's not going to happen. It's going to take tremendous amounts of people power, just dismantling the whole thing. It, it, and I agree. It's, it takes all the people that you talk to every day that just complain about the government. And they're like, you know, what's the point in doing anything? Because we can't do anything anyway. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing you can do. It's, well, it, it's the local level. It's doing stuff. And uh, I was listening to uh, an episode uh, with Dak Shepard. He had Michael Moore on there. And Michael Moore was saying, you know, generally a predominant liberty, uh, yeah, liberal. Liberal. And, yeah, very and, progressive. Uh, very progressive. And he was like, a majority of the country, 80% of the country agrees on a 
a majority of the things. He's like, it's 10% on each side that is a part of the news cycle and everything else. And they're the most vocal. Yeah. That's why everyone feels that it's the it's the Republicans against the liberals and the liberals against Republicans. But 80% of yeah. us generally, and I've always kind of held that view because, and, and one thing that people don't realize, and we've talked about on the show is being in the military, we are that, you know, that 80%. A lot yeah, of people yeah, yeah. feel that in the military, you know, we're all this red blooded country. No, we're all from so many different walks of life. And so it's, beautiful you're standing, mix. it's yeah. a beautiful mix. And you're standing next to the dude from New York or the dude from, you know, yeah. podunk fucking Alabama. And they're talking about the same shit. They're eating the same fucking meal. They're enjoying themselves and they would fight and die for each other. And then you got, you know, the trans soldier, the gay guy, the super roided up beef guy, like, yeah. We're all there. We are the 80% of the country. And so yeah. I've always seen it. And everyone else is just like, oh, well, it's them. They're trying to do it. I'm like, it's it's really us against them. Like that, <laughs> that top 10% that's trying to keep us divided. Because if we're divided, you, yeah. you can't fight, right? Yeah, and exactly. So, so I agree with you 100%. It's the local. You got to start from the bottom. Um, you can't just expect this whole big national change to happen. When someone recognizes that at the county level, not even necessarily the state level, at the county level, especially if it's a big enough county, they can nullify every bit of shit they hate at the state and federal level and make it almost impossible for that to be effectively enforced in their area. That is such a powerful feeling. If you recognize that in your area, you can organize a couple hundred people, maybe even just a few dozen people to show up reliably at city and county councils to nullify everything that you hate that's coming out of the state and federal level. And it becomes functionally impossible for them to at least widespread do any enforcement of those things. That's I don't think most people realize that's possible. I'm not even talking about when you reach the point that you get your sheriff of choice elected who just straight up refuses to enforce any of it. I'm talking about just getting statutory sanctuary legislation put in place that makes it functionally impossible for the feds to uh, to, to enforce things because the, the government, the, the local uh, police and government aren't allowed to cooperate with it. And I, I if we get people to recognize that power uh, long before we get into Congress, long before we even honestly take over state legislatures and state houses, we will have already accomplished functionally a large amount of what we're trying to get done. And then really we're just going up to the higher levels to make it permanent, to make sure it doesn't happen again in the future and that there aren't future attempts at anything. But the, uh, the level of empowerment, when I have seen, you know, when I've showed up and helped kill bad bills that everyone just assumed were going to get passed because every other bad bill got passed. So why wouldn't this one be? And I told them, you know, just having me come and talk, but mo more importantly, having 15 of you show up in support of what we're doing was enough to kill this thing. I, I th Because <laughs> so many people are complacent and apathetic, it doesn't often take many people showing up. And, and presenting a good case, a good argument to those elected officials for them to go, all right, well, you're the only ones who showed up and it looks like you guys mean business, so we'll go with that. Like, it, it, really, it really is. It really Wait, is. You don't need a 100,000-person petition. You don't no. need a massive protest in the streets to, to change that stuff. And, I mean, 
I'm guilty of it. How many of us have been driving around whichever town we're in to see the local sheriff election poster up on the side of the, the road? And you're like, in a county I fucking live in. And I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. I personally don't <laughs> no care just because I move every three years. It, right. You're not really going to affect me, but I still vote for you know, my home back in Idaho. I vote for local legislation when it comes up. Yeah. The absentee ballots, even though I haven't lived there in 10, 11 years. And Uninformed vote. <laughs> what'd you say that's an uninformed vote you need to give up I'm, I'm paying attention i just don't live there so you it doesn't stolen, directly affect me i'm still you have stolen stolen the election from donald trump every time you do that every time you do that q loses this is y'all's fault all right this is all three of yours fault Spike, yeah. more so you than the other two. Yeah, no, me, my fault way more than anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not hiding from that. Dude. Spike's like, yeah, I did it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could have been living I, in four more years of MAGA and you got in my way. Yeah, I did. I did. I, it started in Michigan where I derailed the campaign from within. And then <laughs> moving out from there, I kept telling people, vote for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and you were so you were so ambiguous about it that no one knew what to do. And you we know what they did? Stop Donald Trump by voting for Joe. <laughs> and now I don't know what to do with these hats. Spike, <laughs> I all right, so many hats. I have I have so many hats that are red. All right, and I don't know yes. what to do with them. I have one blue one because Trump thought he was going to run for the Democratic, but it is fine. Yes, sir. Uh, it was like, he was like, what is this, Chicago? All right. <laughs> yes. I want, to bring, I want to bring on Lori Lightfoot. She's great. Oh, gosh. We don't got enough time for that. That was one of my I'm things. Gonna like, I'm going to broadcast my next YouTube video. I tried to go on Lori Lightfoot's post where she sprawled out like $83. And uh, <laughs> oh, God. And I just wanted the couch. I said, is this the couch auction? How much for the couch? Ashanti sent me here, and and there was no, she didn't. Tag it. <laughs> she she didn't tag it. Well, she's not taking interviews from anyone who's not you know a person. Do you know why? So, yes, I remember that. Why? I told yeah, her. Okay. I said I've got my accord pulled up in the back. I just want the couch, man. And she never responded. Spike, this is what this is why you take advantage. You go. I'm not white. I'm Jewish. That. Is this the Whoopi Goldberg argument? Why, <laughs> I would like to yeah. buy the couch. This is, this is the Whoopi Goldberg argument. I've come with I have more money than you've got on the floor there. And <laughs> Excuse me. I understand that your city's poor. I come I want, here for you. I, I put my couch. $1 bills out. Get couched. And I say, I would like the couch. <laughs> that was so little money. And she says, get me stacked, when, get when back. When she headed out there, stacks. we posted a picture on our site, and I zoomed in on it. I was talking to them like I think it was a pre-show. And, like, I zoomed in, and I started counting, like, which ones there were. I was like, they're all Lincolns? Yeah. <laughs> it was five. One letter of Jefferson's. <laughs> it was It was like... That's like eighty-three dollars. Like it was, it was. It was like if you get vaccinated, we will pay for your bus fare home. Like it was, it was not much money at all. Like I was, I've, if you're gonna coerce me with taxpayer money to get vaccinated, 
I want to stack. Like I want bands. <laughs> I don't want to go home with like. I'm going from 20. the vaccine I, site to the strip club. Like we're yes. The thing is, I, I want to walk away. What's the that? Bus in Chicago is disgusting. I have ridden on a bus in Chicago. I have almost been stabbed. I think I did heroin. And I know I didn't end up in the right place. And I get it. We're living in Joe Biden's America. So we're yes. all getting heroin, right? Yes. We're all right. getting needles and shit waiting. like that. Crack. No, no, crack. We're all getting crack. Sorry. We're going back to crack. crack. Okay? Wait, yes. We're going to make the late so, 80s great again. And going back no. to crack. <laughs> the crack make the crack game great, great again? again? So I did heroin for nothing? You didn't even do the. It's not even on brand. Thanks a lot. Think of a time. Think of a time when Genesis was the top band in this country, and you were high on crack. And 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 tell me that I, wasn't when America peaked. Okay. I was just gonna yeah, say I want that time again when Genesis was the top band before Phil Collins left. I'm for it. Yes. yes. I will. I will inject and, you and were snort high on crack. everything. Yes. Yes. I'm again, and, and you were high on crack. Yeah. No, that's, I'm okay that's with this. Key part of that. Yeah. I'm a thousand yes. percent on board with this. We're gonna make at least half of that come true. Make America Phil Collins again. Yes. So <laughs> on so crack. Like, do you have Do you have high hopes for the next you know election that's, that's going a good the next segue. three years? <laughs> It was. I, I wasn't sure where he was going. Speaking of high, don't give so, him that. Yes, yes. So no. To answer your question, I 100% thought that through. No, I believe it. I believe it. It felt. <laughs> it felt natural. I um. I do. I. I don't. You know. In three years, are we going to be in the White House? No. Are we going to have a libertarian governor or senator or congressman? Unlikely. But are we going to continue to double and triple the number of libertarians that are elected at the local and regional level each election? Yeah, because we've uh, the, the proof of concept has already happened. We were able to get uh, over half of the uh, libertarians that were running for office elected in the April 2021 special election. We were able to get nearly 60 percent of the libertarians who ran in the uh, 2021 general election elected and we now have a pretty good um strategy and roadmap for how to get libertarians elected in both uncontested and contested races again at the local level where i'm not talking senate congress all that stuff i'm talking about getting libertarians elected for like city council school board auditor constable mayors of, of relatively smaller medium-sized towns like but these are these are substantial things that can get the foot in the door and start making changes now county councils things like that even some state legislative races and it seems like we're able to basically double or even triple from the last time around because more it, they keep are they're able to keep tooling up more and more and what i'm encouraging people to do is instead of talking about spending another five million i think we spent two million uh in in our race two or three million in our race for president which was nothing compared to the 15 million that the gary johnson and bill weld spent if half of that had been spent on getting local libertarians elected we could have gotten five six thousand libertarians elected and so what i'm trying to tell people is it's not to say that obviously we need to run people for president and vice president we need to have our banner people who get out there and they're the ones spreading the message of liberty. And, and again, I haven't ruled out possibly running to be that person, whatever. What I'm saying is it's more important to 
get these this foothold of elected libertarians of libertarian activism happening at the local level pulling in people who don't give a shit about the libertarian party and just want to affect positive change in their community uh and and, and really growing out from there when we do that I, I believe in the next two three years we're going to continue doing that and we'll be able to look back three years from now and say wow look at how much better of a position mm -hmm. that we're in now both electorally, like the number of officials, elected officials, but also in the number of accomplished goals. I, I think it's more important to put enough pressure on existing elected officials to get sanctuaries passed for cannabis, for the Second Amendment, for immigration, for uh, you know the war on drugs, any of that stuff. And if, if for 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 uh, COVID regime tyranny, if, if, mm -hmm. uh, for by the way, the next thing that's coming is. All of the things they just did for COVID, uh, give it about three to five years, and they're going to start doing that for climate change. We're going to have uh, 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 pauses because we're not going to call it a lockdown ever again. We will pause for for to to avert the climate catastrophe. Uh, that's no coming next. whatsoever for a month. Yeah, no, that's coming next, and um, and of course it's not going to affect the elected officials or the the powerful or the celebrities. You, you're the bad guy, and so. <laughs> we need to already have sanctuaries against that in place when we do that then now instead of libertarianism being those same schmucks who show up every four year and go that's what's got to be the next president they have a shot in hell now yep. libertarians are going to be those people who are on the ground in my backyard fighting against the bad things that i don't like and fighting for the good things i do like and getting people elected locally so that they can even more effectively fight it. And and that changes the narrative from they can't win to look how they're winning. I want to see them at the state level. I want to see them at the federal level. That's how that's going to happen. I I think that's probably the best route. And and I'm, I'm an optimist. And I, because of that, I have hope that the next somewhat, you know, the next couple of years, because I have, I have little kids. I have two little girls and I want the world not to fucking suck uh, right. for them. <laughs> And uh, we, we talked about it on the show and we've talked about it the last election too, that we, we talk about the libertarian candidates and, and viewpoints, but we're not, you know, banner waivers for the libertarian party. I yeah, yeah. like the libertarian party because a lot of it's common sense. So I also urge people right. out there, find the people with common sense along the party that you align with. If, if you think, yes. you know, I am a, a Republican, I am, I am a Democrat, find the more common sense person running in your local government and be like that person is not an ass clown i want to vote for that person and don't vote out right. of fear which is one of the bigger things and it, if you also find a libertarian candidate that i personally would love if they just ran for presidency or anything without a political moniker next to their name you know oh that would be the, yeah i ideal. would love that yeah. Oof. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want it to just be based look at them on... and be like, oh, you're just stupid. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I just don't like you. I don't care what letter is next yeah. year. I, I, I think I want to, even though I'm a, I'm a partisan, oh, Tyler, even though I, I'm, a, I'm a partisan libertarian, but I also want to get things accomplished that doesn't rely on people becoming members of the libertarian party because that's not really the effective thing. I, I want... Our ideas to that make sense to you know Rhodes, who is you know a fan of the Libertarian Party, but isn't maybe a hundred percent partisan for Rico, who is obviously a rabid Democrat for Tyler, who is a member <laughs> of the for Tyler, who is a member of the Patriot Front. 
it, it doesn't matter. Like whatever the background is, um, I really was hoping that Tyler would be here when I said that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the, you know, he can still it, hear you. Oh, okay, good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, Fuck no, you, I, 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 I want this to be something that you don't have to feel like, because I hear so many people are like, well, I don't want to be tied to a party. Good. I don't want to tie you to a party. Here's what we're working on. Do you want to work with us on this? And, and, mm-hmm. and I think when we departisanize it, that's also part of the thing people hate. Because that's another thing. A lot of people, they hate Republican Party, Democrat Party. They hate the party politics. And then we go, yeah, we hate party politics too. We're the Libertarian Party. And it's like, <laughs> well, but that just sounds like another party with extra steps. And it, it, it would be better to just, yes, we're the Libertarian Party. But more importantly, these are the things we're working on. We don't even care if you're a member. This is what we're working on. And, and I, that's that's my main focus is to try to remove the partisanship and and make it about good solutions that work for people. I completely agree. Even time. I agree more. I, I <laughs> just, regardless of party, because I've had uh, this last election uh, in 2020, uh, a young lady, she was running for governor in Idaho. The Patriots was... <laughs> sounds amazing, and I want to be a part of it. I'm not positive what it is. I'm about wow. to look it up, but I, I, I it sounds it patriotic. I right, think you fine. should look it up. I yeah, will tell you that lovely... nationalist at all. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely not white nationalist. So it was funny. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't believe you. Said, said that uh, they estimate that one in five members of the Patriot Front are active or retired military, and I said yes, and the other four are in the FBI. Um, so. <laughs> the, um, this is Ameri- wait, 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 wait. I haven't even pressed enter. I put Patriot Front. I'm not pressing enter because I do not want the government to come after me. Watch list. Patriot Front is an American yeah, nationalist, white supremacist, and a neo-fascist hate group. That is what is coming up on my phone. Yes, they I'm all ins- are. In any of those, probably. It, by the way, it is a documentary federal about them on Paramount. Honeypot. Yes. That yes. is a gigantic. So the any of these things, the Patriot Front, any of this nonsense is, hey, are you kind of an extremist? Come join this so we can like get all of your information and uh, convince you to say that you're in favor of some violent thing and then we can arrest you for it, like what they did with those those people with the Gretchen Whitmer nonsense uh, in Michigan. Again, Michigan. Mm. What the hell is in Michigan? Uh, but but <laughs> yeah, the Patriot Front is yeah. a great place Not for Hillary people. Clinton in 2016. Yeah. The Patriot <laughs> Front is a... Yes, that's yeah, they redeem themselves there. They help make America great again. But uh, the the Patriot Front is a great place for people who are kind of scared of black people to end up going to a federal prison for the rest of their lives. Like that's <laughs> that's, that's like a good like, community. <laughs> that's like that's the vibe there. Yeah, it's like the all- boys and girls club of like moderate neo Nazis. <laughs> yes, who who go straight yeah. to prison because again the leadership. <laughs> Are, are all just it's just a giant fed group you so part of your membership is you have to glow in the dark and and i, I, I just think i'll like, never get in it's, fuck it's, it's, as i'm too close to my fucking desk light no you're already in you're already in yeah, and that thing i haven't even applied and i already part, have a membership that thing behind you looks like some kind of white supremacist flag of some kind. <laughs> it will be. 
I just can't have the camera pan too far over that. I have a lot of Wolfenstein memorabilia. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> you can just say, listen, I'm I'm just really big into Danzig. That's all. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not I'm a big I'm a big fan of id developer. You know? Yes. <laughs> oh. Well, we are coming to the end of our show. Spike, it has been fantastic having you on. It, as that was a lot of fun. Always. We wanted yeah. to have you on for a hot minute and you know, life catches up. And then finally, I, I, was, I was watching the news and I uh, was seeing a bunch of different libertarian things pop up. And, and I saw one of your things, I believe it was, on, it was on Kennedy. And I was like, yeah, fuck, I need to reach back out and see if he's willing to fucking slum it on the show again. <laughs> and now that I'm a big good. deal. Yeah, yeah now you're a big deal. And so I, I reached out, out, out to your guy and I was like, hey, we'd love to have him on. And he was like, yeah, um, let him stop dying, and he'll be on the show. And yeah, the as show. soon as I stopped dying, I did. He was telling me, like, some of the different shows. While I'm dying, I would still get regular updates from Brian. And he's like, these people would like you on. And I'm like, this all sounds good. As soon as I'm not dying, I would be happy to <laughs> to come on there. Like, once I can talk again. Because I also couldn't talk for, like, the better part of two weeks. So yeah, then it Jesus. became, well, I can still talk, but I'm kind of still coughing up blood. So after the blood stops... Once we have like basically zero blood, yes, then, I can't, uh, friend. Then, like I, I really want to be at zero blood. I know that seems like I'm not compromising, but Never I just zero blood. Any, any, I, I want zero. I want, it was it was very self. I was like you know because some people say well maybe if it's just a trace amount of blood, but I was like no actually I want zero blood. And that's you know kind of uncompromising. This is why I vote Republican, okay? Because <laughs> the Republicans they'll be like would allow a little blood. bit of blood. But these goddamn libertarians, they, no they refuse to come on <laughs> without 0% blood. blood. I'm sorry. That's, that's where he draws the line. It's you unrealistic is mind, what buddy. it is. It it's is. completely unrealistic. It's this selfish. idea that I could just not cough up blood ever is... Unreasonable. It's unreasonable. Right. It's selfish. <laughs> and it's probably racist. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say it, but finally the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, being a stark white man uh, who's also really bald in 2022, I can guarantee that it is. Yeah. It felt it. It felt yeah, it. Because no matter what it is, uh, it it is. Uh, I've I've, I've watched enough news. I'm aware. Uh, it's also I felt pretty elitist. It feels yeah. elitist. It's classist at the very least. Because yeah, frankly, the very least. People, yes. With mesothelioma from working yeah. in shipyards, mills, I've and the auto industry. You've seen, uh, I've seen, I've seen that commercial. And yes, and they're entitled to compensation. Exactly. But change the fact that they're still coughing up blood. And yet here yeah. I am saying, I'm not going to do anything until I'm not coughing right. up blood. I mean, you're, you're no, good. I'd you're like no to not cough up blood, but that's you're no better. You're no better than 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS right now, okay? Yeah. That's what you are. It's, That's what it you're sounds on a little right, white pri privilege to me. And uh, speaking it was very, of white privilege, this uh, <laughs> got weird. I can't we we love having you on the show. Uh, it was fantastic. It was a white privilege to have me on the show. <laughs> I missed that. Oh, fuck. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we loved having you on. Please, if you yeah. found any of this interesting or sparked a little thought in your mind while you're watching, go check yes. out Spike's stuff. Uh, SpikeCohen.com. Yes, SpikeCohen.com. Muddy Water Podcast. Mm -hmm. Muddy Water's uh, in. .com, SpikeCohen.com. 
Uh, or you can find me on all social media. I'm even on TikTok for the kids. Awesome. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, throw in, uh, for those asking yeah. uh, in the, the chat kids. earlier, I threw in the yeah. uh, spikecohen.com slash first uh, for that initiative that you've got yes, going on thank you. soon. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Be the no, first to find out. Keep a track. We will, we will watch that closely. We're super excited. And to close it out, one last hot, quick question. Grant McCready sure. really, really wanted to fucking know. This was <laughs> okay. his dying wish. What drug do, do you draw the line on? Like, what is your hard line? What for for legalization or for personal use? Mm, let's just go with legalization. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, it's, it's none of the government's business what you put in your body. And when they do try to le- uh, make that prohibition, all it does is create a black market that empowers cartels, corrupts governments, and puts people in prison for what should be considered a health issue. So I don't draw a line on it. Personally, I'm a recovering drug addict that's been sober for 16 years. I don't do any drugs. I drink water and consume yeah. vegetables. Ibuprofen that's, that's <laughs> hard line. <laughs> Ibuprofen, get out of America. Wow. Wow. Okay. Get out of, out of my country. I love it. I, well, I'm going to go snort a long line of aspirin. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. Aspirin's fine. Oh. That's the one NSA that I'm cool with. The rest, I'm not. If you can't smoke it out of Joe Biden's free crack pipe, get the hell out. I, like how- I'm for it. I can't wait until it comes in the mail. And I, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh. I think you have to get it from the post office, actually. Oh, I can get it from the dude next door, probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spike, Spike's, again. Spike's gonna put up a wall and he's gonna be like, ah, oh, the drugs are gonna stay on the other side of the wall. The drugs yeah. are gonna pay for the wall. All right, it's gonna be a big, beautiful drug wall. It's gonna be amazing. It's a wall made out of the Mexico borders. Oh God! I'm so confused by this wall. Oh, Spike, thank you. We love you. Everyone else, please check out his stuff. He's hilarious. He's got good points. He makes you think. As we also try to do, check us out on all other social media platforms. We are across YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, fucking, I think we're on Rump, Rumbler and Gitter and fucking Yeah, Blitz. probably Grindr, too. What yeah, are these things? You can find us on Grindr. Uh, <laughs> Uber search Eats, on yeah. Pornhub. We're on Uber Eats. You <laughs> get a free podcast on every Subway sandwich. Find us on Postmates. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Peace. <laughs>